is tough, rewarding, fun, hectic, and everything in between. And every Monday, it starts all over again. This is a podcast for moms by a mom, where we'll discuss everything from parenting to families, entertainment to health and fitness, and much more. Welcome to Monday Moms with your host, Tara Gray. Welcome to Monday Moms. I'm Tara Gray. Joining me now is Andy Jinks. He is Chief of Communications and Community Engagement for Henrico County and the official spokesperson for Henrico County Public Schools. Welcome back, Andy. Hey, Tara. Thanks for having me on. It's good to be with you again. Thank you for joining me again. Last time we spoke in February here on Monday Moms, we talked a little bit about the King's Dominion Law. I'll get to that in a minute. But first, I know how important it is to share how the county is going to celebrate seniors this year. So if you'd like to jump right into that. Well, clearly a lot is different now than it was in February, wouldn't you say? Yes, we, it's, it's a lifetime ago. It, it really does feel like a lifetime ago. A lot of things have changed, not just for our lives here in the school system, but lives everywhere. It's really remarkable um, to think back just three months and to think about what was important then compared to what's important now, and, and at least from a school system perspective, how so many different things are changing, and, and at some points changing quite rapidly, and certainly was back in March. And um, yes. now that we're uh, you know into the month of May and beyond, clearly, like you said, we're looking ahead to how to celebrate graduating seniors in a way that mm-hmm. they deserve, because let's be you know, real about that. These students worked really hard for many, many years, only to have kind of the bottom fall out right. and not be able to enjoy the fruits of their labors or, or to enjoy uh, an opportunity to celebrate their success the way they've seen older students celebrate for, for years and years. Right. And so that was something that we realized early on is and, and wanted to make a very public commitment to our seniors about how we can celebrate them ceremoniously. And that does not mean just mailing a diploma home and calling it a day. It's what can we do under the current circumstances, under the current health and safety guidelines, and frankly, not knowing exactly what they might look like in mid-June, but put our best thinking together and come up with a way to honor and celebrate our seniors in a way that is as safe as possible and in a way that they'll remember. And so, Our approach is a a three-part approach. We will have what we call a graduation ceremony watch party. Those will be uh, video events that will uh, stream on the internet and be shown on our our local cable TV channel at the exact same time that the ceremony would have been at the Siegel Center under normal circumstances. And so our schools will be encouraging their class of 2020 to all watch at the same time take pictures, post photos, uh, share uh, your experiences on social media at the same time. And we'll do our best to recreate a traditional graduation ceremony virtually. And that means you have your school principal uh, beginning the ceremony with some introductory remarks. There are student speeches, obviously, your valedictorian and salutatorian, class president, and other uh, students who are uh, typically part of the ceremony. Local dignitaries, our superintendent, members of our school board, and the official pronunciation or announcement of our students as graduates. That moment kind of where you stand up and turn your tassel. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And, and maybe most importantly, or, or certainly something that is very important, is the idea that each and every student will be recognized and their name will be announced uh, as they typically are if this was to be in person. So we'll be watching kind of a slideshow of each graduate with their photograph and their full name, uh, which will go across the screen and be announced by the person from each school who typically does those announcements in order to recreate that feeling of, I've finally done it. I've graduated right. high school. And so that's the watch party element. That's in, uh, in June, in early June. And then that same week, usually on the day after each school has its watch party, We'll do what we call a graduation victory lap on the track at Richmond Raceway. And this was a really novel idea that appealed to us almost instantly. And it's the idea that right here in Henrico County, the folks at Richmond Raceway reached out and offered their track as a way to have each senior class come in at a certain day and a certain time and take a victory lap around the famous racetrack at Richmond Raceway and again have their name announced and you might imagine the principal waving the checkered flag as they slowly come across the line and, and hear their name announced and have a, a picture taken at the finish line. And, and for many students, that might just be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Uh, it it mm -hmm. may be possible that students and families have been to the track for um, NASCAR events, but here's an opportunity to be right there uh, on the racetrack to celebrate that moment of graduation. Last but not least is a, a cap-and-gown photo session where we'll invite each graduating senior to come back to their school at a certain day and a certain time uh, to be photographed by a professional photographer in cap and gown as they receive their diploma. And then the school system will uh, cover the cost of an 8x10 print for every graduate we have in the county. So add it all up. And we'd like to think that this, under the circumstances, will do the best we can to ceremoniously honor and celebrate the class of 2020. Will it ever replace what we've lost this year, no. But we want our students and their families to know that we'll do everything we can to create experiences that our students deserve. That's really nice. There's been a lot of thought put into this, you can tell. I, I love that. I think that's something, hopefully, that that will be memorable for them as well. Uh, we, we hope so. Um, and, and at the same time, we'll acknowledge that if, if you're 17 years old, 18 years old, and you were hoping on something else, we get that. We, mm -hmm. we, we realize that there's been some, some loss here. But we really want our students to know deep down that nobody used that as an excuse or a mm. reason not to think creatively in right. such a way that a new experience can be created under the circumstances and, and be really memorable. And, and maybe, um, you know, when, when our students grow up and, and are, uh, you know, old like this guy, they'll be able to look back and, and say <laughs> that, you know what, when I was 17 or 18, that was, that was a really unique experience. That's really nice. Also, how neat is it going to be for some students that, like you said, do participate and, and, and watch the races or go out there for the NASCAR races? How neat is it that they're going to be able to say, I had a graduation, <laughs> I had a graduation celebration out here. Yeah. So that's really neat. Yeah, we, we hope it makes a positive impression on our, on our students. And we'll do everything we can to um, build some level of excitement. I mean, there might, it's a big county, right? We have thousands right. of graduates and um, it, it, it's up to us to help each student visualize what this moment is going to be like, because it's unlike 
the moments they've seen for years, right. which are the traditional uh, inside an arena, going on stage, crossing in front of a packed house. This、mm-hmm. is going to look different, but the positive energy and the the pride and、um, you know honor of the event remains the same. Right. That was、uh, the be- the end of the school year. Let's talk about the beginning. Let's talk about the school calendar. Sure. Yeah. There is an upcoming meeting、um, on the start date for the September. What are the deciding factors for the school calendar, especially given how the school year ended? Well, the、uh, the upcoming school year, the twenty twenty dash twenty one school year, is still scheduled to start at its normal time. That's the the day after Labor Day in September. Okay. But to your to your point, it. Is almost certainly going to look somewhat different than what we are accustomed to, and so our folks right now are still developing a variety of plans and options because it's fair to say we don't quite know, and nobody really knows exactly、right. what the health and safety guidelines or recommendations are going to be in September. We do, however, feel somewhat confident that no matter what happens in this county and in other localities throughout Virginia and the country. That things will look different as it relates to how a public school system goes about its business, because there are just inherent things that keep students and adults and staff members and all employees in close proximity to one another, as、yes. we've known for years and years. And so, at the moment, we're at the, at the point of exploring a variety of options. And so, it, while it's too early to say exactly what it's going to look like, it's at least fair to talk about all the ideas that are out there. And so, right of the of the five ideas, we're talking about students returning to campus, and the school system adjusts some of its classroom pacing to miss some of the content that we didn't get to this spring. Option B would be that we continue remote learning, but in a way that's a little more standardized, that's more routine、mm-hmm. and and enhanced, as opposed to what we were experiencing in March, which was the idea of distance learning being put in as an immediate、uh, stopgap to an unexpected、uh, public、right. health emergency at the time. And so we would have the summer to institute routines and structure. That would make distance learning in the fall look a lot different than what our students and families are experiencing currently.、Mm-hmm. Uh, options three, four, five start to、um, mix elements of both. For example, option C, as we're calling it, could be students returning to campus for several weeks or months, but then periods of remote learning to allow facilities to be clean and for、um, large quantities of people to distance themselves for a while. Option D is kind of a A half and half is one way to put it, where you have some students on campus and others、okay. learning remotely, and then those groups alternate the days in which some are in school and some are learning remotely.、Option、so how would e, that be? I'm sorry. Oh yeah, and finally, option E is a variation of that, where you do have some students who are on campus, and then others who are learning remotely all the time, out of either choice or necessity,、okay. and they don't alternate days. So. All five of these options, and I hope everyone was taking notes, right? Yeah. <laughs>、um, those are things that we're thinking through and considering, and and trying to see the full universe of questions that will inevitably develop as a result of one or more of these options. So I think it's a it's a little too early for us to say that we've got it all、right. figured out. I think all school systems are attempting to figure this out while also waiting on guidance from the Virginia Department of Education. 
Um, but it is fair to say that this is something we're legitimately thinking about because we owe it to our community. And frankly, we think our, our parents and students expect this of us to be putting in this kind of thought now so that we're successful when the new school year begins in the fall. Right. Um, my question was, I guess it's option four, the one where I guess the students are divided. I'm just going to guess it's kind of like when you go to an orientation or open house, would that be an option that would be based on last names? So would it be, for example, A through L, you attend these weeks, these days, and then would it be something something like that? How would it, it, it be prob- determined? Yeah, it, probably, it probably could be. I don't think I could tell you with any certainty exactly how it would go uh, right. because uh, that almost at, at the middle and high school level, in some respects, it would require an equal number of students yes. on each side of the alphabet being in certain right. classes in order for that to work out in its optimized way. That's certainly one example. Yeah, I, I wouldn't rule that out, but it's also a little okay. early for us to say with any certainty yes. that that's how that would go. Okay. That's fair. My last question is about the virtual learning option that's on the table. How sure. would that be different? Obviously, that would have to be more structured, but how would it be the same? Well, it would be the same in, in the sense that you have a uh, a teacher who uh, is is meeting with students, not face-to-face in person, but somewhat face-to-face virtually using the uh technology that the school division provides to all of our students. Uh, I think, and again, we're we're starting to get into that speculation area, which is is probably a little too early to be doing that. But um, currently there are variations of students and and teachers who come together virtually a a certain number of times a week in a, in a different environment. You might see that become more structured and more routine as in daily at certain times on every day, as best we can replicate the traditional schedule of a normal school day. I, th- I think that's certainly uh, on the table. But it, it's, a, it's a combination of uh, you know, our best thinking involving our, our teachers and our schools and the technology infrastructure being put in place to make that happen. I mean, as it is, our middle school or middle school and high school students have school system provided uh, laptop computers. And so it's a matter of making sure our, our students continue to have access to that as well as access to the internet while at home, which is something that we also were able to very quickly implement during the uh, pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, it's, a, it's a matter of standardizing those approaches so that virtual learning in this possible situation is not necessarily something you do in an emergency, but something you do as a matter of routine. And that's a, a, that's a big difference, not just for this right. school system, but for many public school systems. Right. That's a lot of good information. That is a lot. There's a lot. On the, there's a lot of options, a lot of choices, a, a lot of wiggle room. But sure. um, regardless of what uh, I guess is the final decision, I, I know that Henrico County is obviously, you know, the well-being of, of everybody, the students and staff is the you know very first. Yeah. That's most important. So and I think you're right. I, I think that's understood. I think you're right. Flexibility is key um, because things still change somewhat quickly. And at the same time, we're in this constant feedback loop of responding to what will best meet the needs of all of our students and families. And it's a pretty diverse universe out there. Um, And and so constantly listening and reevaluating, 
rethinking, adjusting. Mm -hmm. And so it's fair to say that all these things that we're discussing now it represents the ideas that are currently on the table. But as the weeks go on and, and even the months right. goes, go on, as we get closer to September, the options will come into greater focus. We'll obviously right. be communicating about those to our students and families, and we'll be looking for ways to get better uh, all the time. Thank you so much, Andy, again, for joining me and discussing everything that I'm sure is important information. It's beneficial, but it's something that is, again, appreciative. Thank you. Appreciative for you to take the time to do this. Uh, I love coming on, Tara. Thanks so much and look Thank forward you. to doing it again soon. Thanks again. On behalf of everyone that is listening, congratulations, Seniors 2020. We're thinking about you and we know that you worked hard to get here and make it memorable regardless of how the celebration is. And have a good day. Monday Moms is a production of T3 Media, LLC, and the Henrico Citizen. New episodes appear every Monday on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe today. For more sponsorship information, email Tara Gray at tara at henricocitizen.com.